Hi, everyone. It's Monday, October 4th. Welcome to Market Color. I'm Cross Towers Brigham Sanderford here with our research analyst, Martin Gaspar, and trader Chad Steinglass. We'll be just discussing the latest headlines in the industry along with the market trends. A lot has happened in the past few days, so I'm looking forward to hearing what the trending conversations are as we go into the week. Uh, so, Martin, what headlines are you seeing today? Hey, good morning, Bergen. Polygon has flipped Ethereum on active user addresses. Coindesk reported that Polygon's count of unique daily addresses active as either a sender or receiver rose to a record high of roughly 566,000 on Saturday, surpassing Ethereum's for the first time on record, according to data provided by Polygon Scan. Ethereum's tally stood at around 530,000 on October 2nd. So uh, yeah, quite a difference there. NFTs and gaming dApps on Polygon seem to be the drivers behind this. Compound Finance has been drained for an additional 22 million of comp tokens. On Friday, it was reported that between 70 and 85 million worth of comp tokens were distributed mistakenly as rewards. And Compound Finance issued an update on their comptroller contract last Wednesday, but this update contained a bug. Although the bug was identified, any fixes to the protocol require a seven-day governance process, meaning no fix can be implemented until October 7th. Compound founder Robert Leshner tweeted that an, an additional 200,000 comp or 65 million worth had been placed at risk after the protocol's drip function was called for the first time in roughly two months. This function makes tokens held in Compound's reservoir available to users, and it brings the total comp at risk to around 490,000 tokens, of which 136,000 is still in the comptroller. Finally, the U.S. Federal Reserve is set to initiate a review of the risks and opportunities in introducing a CBDC as early as this week, according to a report by the Wall Street Journal. Officials at the Fed will release a paper soliciting public comment on the matter, although a decision is unlikely to, to be taken quickly, given the difference in opinion between Fed officials on the benefits and risks that a CBC could offer. Back to you. Thank you, Martin. Um, speaking of the Fed, Chad, what, uh, how's the market looking today? Hey, good morning. Uh, let's see, after a big relief rally in the afternoon on Friday in uh, global macro like uh, equity markets, um, things were looking good as, as futures opened last night at 6 p.m. when CME opened. However, by the time Asian markets started opening, um, we started getting another sell-off. We've been seeing this kind of uh, really all week last week where, where uh, futures markets were doing okay and then uh, started to trend lower overnight. Um, there's still some risk from Evergrande, uh, even though China is on holiday this week, um, the Hong Kong markets were open, uh, last night and started selling off, uh, as news that, uh, Evergrande stock had been halted in Hong Kong, uh, pending a major announcement. It seems like there's, uh, you know, either a bankruptcy or an unwind is really imminent there. And that's kind of rattling markets, especially with the Evergrande stock halted. It might be, uh, we might be seeing everyone just trying to hedge whatever China risk they have just by selling everything else that they can uh, in the Hong Kong market, since those are the only markets that were open. Um, so that's something that we're going to be looking for any kind of developments. Um, you know, there's also still a lot of, of back and forth and, and uh, wonder about what will happen with the 
uh, reconciliation bill in Congress, uh, dealing with both infrastructure spending and uh, and uh, social safety net spending. Um, you know, as we remember last week, progressives in the and uh, the in Congress said that they would not push through uh, the infrastructure bill without attaching it to a spending bill. Um, Pelosi over the weekend said that she's pushing back the date for the reconciliation bill to uh, October 31st. Um, that could be an issue as I think there was some hope that uh, we would resolve the debt ceiling uh, wrapped, um, wrapped up in that reconciliation bill. However, the deadline for dealing with uh, the debt ceiling in order to, uh, to keep the government funded is going to run out before October 31st. So now there's there's a big question as to how are we going to deal with the debt ceiling if not with the reconciliation bill, if the reconciliation bill is going to be coming kind of too late to to uh, stave off a U.S. default. So there's a lot of questions still surrounding what what Congress is going to do regarding that, and I think that's causing some worry this morning. Back to you. Thank you, Chad. It's definitely an ongoing conversation with the infrastructure bill, so it will be interesting to see uh, where that goes. So thank you for the updates. Uh, Martin, what other deals and funding are you seeing in the headlines? Yeah, really just uh, just one deal I saw this morning in a press release. Uh, Sino Global Shipping America announced it plans to enter a Bitcoin mining JV with HighSharp, which is a company focused on blockchain technology, hardware, software, and tech management. Uh, the JV scope will encompass collaborative engineering, tech development, and commercialization of a proprietary Bitcoin mining machine under the name Thor, with exclusive rights covering design production, IP, marketing, and sales. Um, in connection with entry into the JV, Sino Global will make a 10 million investment in the next month to fund the JV's operations. Uh, so an interesting development on in the mining space there. And that, that's the only deal I saw this morning. Well, thank you. Um, Chad, I'm going to head back to you because I'm curious uh, what else you're seeing in the crypto market specifically. Yeah, so uh, crypto markets for the first time in about, and you know, since all of September, really, starting to see a little bit of a uh, decoupling from equity risk markets, which is, uh, I think, a really positive development for crypto. Um, you know, I, I think in order for us to see another uh, leg of this, of this bull market, that's something that was going to have to happen. And through most of September, um, you know, crypto was trading pretty lockstep with, uh, with equity markets when, you know, when equity markets were going down and the dollar was rising. Um, we were seeing pressure in crypto, uh, you know, over obviously on, on Thursday night and on Friday, a really strong day uh, across the board in crypto markets. Um, and over the weekend, they traded relatively strong still, um, kind of holding the levels from Friday. So I see that as really positive development. Uh, we're getting a little bit of relief in uh, the FX markets. The U.S. dollar is a little weaker this morning after having a, an incredibly strong um you know, week last week, and anytime the dollar is strong, obviously that puts pressure on everything else that we price in dollars, uh, just because it makes the uh, the denominator a higher number for uh, for pricing. Uh, so we're seeing some relief in the dollar this morning, and crypto markets are still hanging in. Um, the basis where uh, you know the uh, implied price of futures over spot is uh, remaining, um, you know, slightly more positive than it has been over the last month. So that indicates that. 
there are fewer, either fewer uh, short bets in the uh, in the derivatives markets or more long bets in the derivatives markets. So that's pushing the expected, you know, the expected uh, price increase a little bit higher. Um, and really <clears throat> going to be looking for just uh, crypto to be kind of maintaining the levels that uh, that it got to on Friday, if not if not seeing a little push higher. Uh, right now, I'm I'm relatively confident. It still does seem like that um, that decoupling where where crypto is not trading lockstep with equities seems to be holding right now. Uh, and you know, as I said, I think that's something that's a positive development and definitely a necessary condition for any potential leg higher. So I'm going to be watching for uh, continued strength today, hopefully. Thank you. It's always good to hear about positive developments. Martin, does this go hand in hand with what else you've been hearing in the news? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one last kind of interesting news bit for me, um, you know, Solana and Uniswap, uh, these tokens have been added to Grayscale's nearly 500 million digital large cap fund for the first time. Um, you know, the rebalancing of this fund happened last Friday and Solana is now the fourth largest holding of the fund with a 3% position while Uniswap has around 1% of the overall fund. Um, so, you know, this might be uh, benefiting tokens, assuming this, uh, you know, this fund continues to get some inflows uh, over time. Finally, you know, turning to the Twitter front, uh, a lot of chatter about Compound still. Pseudonymous uh, Urine Finance core contributor Banteg wrote that the ability to top off the bug contract has been known for a few days now, but that the community plan was to keep shush and hope nobody discovers it for a week. Um, so that was in reference to the strip function that brought in, uh, you know, more funds to the contract. Um, you know, another one, another developer from SushiSwap, uh, Mudit Gupta, criticized the use of time locks on governance, asserting that roughly 100 people were aware of the threat posed by the drip function since the September September 30th bug was discovered. Um, and finally, there were a few tweets on NFTs. One was really interesting describing, you know, what the future uh, of NFTs could look like, that brands and, you know, entire cultures would be built on them, um, but that the main obstacle from this occurring would be, um, you know, potential regulation of uh, private wallets. Um, you know, so the, the, the author indicated that, you know, this, this could be a big, uh, you know, regulatory battle in the future um, you know, is to make sure we can control our funds in private wallets rather than in public wallets. Um, so it's going to be a very interesting development to watch over the years. Well, thank you. And looking forward to hearing more updates about the NFT conversation. Um, turning it towards the Crosstower news, uh, the Bermuda Tech Summit is coming up and our Chief Compliance Officer, Vanessa Williams, will be participating as a moderator on October 14th. Um, they're going to talk about the future's digital landscape um, and what it will look like. So if you want to register, uh, look on our Twitter and LinkedIn, LinkedIn feeds for more information. Also, our website, crosstower.com has really great research and information on today's trending topics. So be sure to check it out in order to learn more. Um, that all wraps up today's episode of Market Color. Uh, it was nice chatting with you, Martin and Chad, and everyone have a great week.